Clover Moore is the Lord Mayor of Sydney, and today I'm in her office in the city's town hall. Clover's been in politics for 38 years, and she's been Lord Mayor for the last 14. She stood in 13 elections and won them all. And sitting in her office, I'm surrounded by all these photos on her wall, her proudest moments. This is, this is a lovely one. This is our female governor general, our female governor. There I am as mayor and my deputy, and we, there was a naval march pass going on. And somewhere from the crowd, someone called out, go girl. Clover's an independent politician. She isn't part of a party, which has its pros and cons. The big thing she's known for, that she's fought for, is setting up a supervised injecting center, installing bike lanes around the city, and marriage equality. Getting these things done has taken Clover years and years, and she's copped a lot of criticism along the way, which has often been quite personal. But as you're about to hear, she's made of pretty tough stuff. I'm Henry Rollins, and this is Tough Conversations, an original podcast series with Mercedes-Benz X-Class. So let me ask you something. What drew you into politics? Well, it wasn't planned, and okay. it was really responding to a need at the time. I, I was living in an area that was very impoverished environmentally, uh, and I'd, I'd started a little community group, and we, we were concerned about the parks and the through traffic. And um, when a local government election came round, and all the people I'd met in that local area who'd been living there for a couple of years, I asked if they would run for council and they all said no, so I thought I'd better do it. Wow. So I did, and that really started me on, 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 a, on a career of, of being very much involved in the city. And so what got you into politics, it sounds like, is what basically motivates you to this day. It, yes, yeah. it's just on a bigger stage or wider sure. scale, but, it, but it, is the, it is the same, responding to a need and doing what needs to be done. It wasn't something I planned, but I have found right. it very rewarding. What did you, Learn going in, I mean, what did you think it was going to be and how different was it than what it was when you got in? I learned about what I had to do to get there and that was very confronting. You know, you, you're a private person, you know, with your own private family life and your private career and then when you decide you want to run for public office, um, I, am, I have been an independent all of my political life and so I've never been part of the club. Um, and so the environment's usually been hostile because I'm not one of them. Uh, and you're and, a woman. And, 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 and particularly in the beginning, a, a woman in a very male, male domain. And so, yeah, so, you know, you'd get the comments and the interjections and, um, and the hostility. And, and no, I don't like any of that. I'm actually very sensitive. Right. But um, I, found, um, I found from the very beginning the work really interesting and I found the work really worthwhile. And I got really excited about getting outcomes. I got really excited about getting those trees planted and I got very excited about, you know, getting the parks improved. You know, starting out as an independent, people would say, oh, you'll never get elected for a start. Um, and then they would say, you'll never get anything done. And the fact of the matter is I ended up getting more bills through Parliament than, you know, any other backbencher in, in the 20th century. What did you learn about yourself as you evolved as a politician? Well, I think what I've learned and known all the way through is I really love the work and I really don't like the politics. But, you know, it goes with the territory. Yeah. And if you're going to, going to work to get these outcomes, well, then you've got to go through that political process. 
And that's hard. You're up against people who are shouting at you, abusing you, um, saying things about you, writing things about you, and that can be really, really hard too. And people have said, you know, you could use, lose an election for doing this, and because the thing I'm doing I know to be right, because I've done the research, I've done the consultation, and I stick with it. And interestingly, you know, my vote's gone up. When you've been attacked in the press, and it veered away from the issue and became personal. How did you deal with that? I, I guess the same way I, I've always tried to deal with it. I find it very hurtful. Um, makes me angry too. <laughs> um, but there's nothing I can do about it. Uh, you know, I, I, think, I think, you know, the, the Daily Telegraph in particular, Sunday Telegraph, uh, can, can be vicious. Um, yeah, I, I just guess it goes with the territory. Uh, I can tell that it does hurt. Yeah. The expression on your yeah. face, it, it, get, it gets to you. Yeah. It, get, it would get to anybody. I, I don't mind being criticised for what I do. I don't yeah, mind, that's fair. I don't, yeah. It's fair. Uh, I, I don't mind um, people having a different opinion. Fine. Misrepresentation is the thing yeah. I dislike most. Yeah. Well, I guess you just have to uh, get in there and do your job ever and, more brilliantly every day. That's right, and yeah. then people judge you on the job. Mm. And it seems to me that you prioritize the good you're trying to do and let that be the guide. And so when people say mean things, it hurts. But what you're doing is such a, a big part of your life. The mean stuff is, it just gets pushed to the side because it really is just someone with an opinion. Well, it can be a lots of people with an opinion, but I think at the end of the day, people judge you on what you do. Yeah. You know, you can make announcements and give speeches, but it's, it's the work you do. And, and when you can show at an election that you have done these things that you had previously committed to do, you know, I, I think that that's something that people judge you on. Yeah. And have done your research. Like, like so when you get opposition, you're like, OK, I know you're mad, but you're wrong. I think There's I'm another example, too. Um, when I was in Parliament, we had a, a really serious drug epidemic in the cross. And, you know, there was public injecting and needles and young people dying in back lanes and a lot of lives being lost. And um, I was on a parliamentary committee looking at drug law reform and we were taking evidence about supervised injecting centres in other cities that had worked in terms of getting injecting off the street into the centre and saving lives. Um, and we had a drug summit at, in, in Parliament and um, because it was all this was happening in my electorate, I moved the motion to set up a supervised injecting centre in my electorate in King's Cross. The meetings that I went to where people screamed and shouted and abused me, yeah, I found, I found those meetings, um, I, I find them really hard. I dread going to them. Right. Um, I, I don't like people screaming and shouting at me. I like to get on with people. But, you know, I knew it was what was needed to save lives and get people into treatment. And that was one of the times when people said, this is a real risk, you know, you could lose the election over doing something like this because there was no other injecting centre in Australia. This was to be the first. And, and, and the end result there was that many lives were saved, many young people got into treatment, and we stopped finding young people dead in the back lanes. But that, that was an example of, of a really hard thing to do and take people on the journey and, and to get an outcome on something that was so controversial, right. but, but so worthwhile. And, and that, that, that was an example of a hard one to do. Do you find it's, it's knowing that you're right keeps you focused? 
because th this is not a, a one week, this is a long campaign to get this, get this across. That stamina, the tenacity required to stay with it when you're getting yelled at, shouted at, pulled down in newspapers, is that a toughness? Is that a resolve that, that uh, you've acquired as a politician? I think it is, um, and, and a determination, and I think you have to. And I mean, my view about it is, why be there unless you're going to do the things that need to be done? What's the purpose of being an elected representative if you can't identify what needs to happen and then, and then taking people on the journey and then doing it? Do you see that in Australian politics where people put their own election, their own futures over the issues? I see it all the time where members of the major political parties put the party interest before the public interest. And I find that very depressing. And I think the rest of the community does too. Um, again, I, I think, what's the point? Right. And the point for them is power. In fact, I know of a Premier who once said, you know, it's about getting power and keeping it. And that's what drives them. I, I, as an independent, I've had a different um, approach. Mine has been really about working with the community and getting things done. Yeah. And, and that is incredibly rewarding. After decades of basically uh, fighting the good fight, working for the people, uh, what have you learned about yourself as being a high-profile politician? Oh, that's a hard question. Um, I actually think you stop thinking about yourself because you are thinking about what you have to do. I, th I think when you're working for something that's bigger than yourself, that, that, that you believe in, it gives real meaning to your life and, and that's, that's very powerful. Uh, and even though I'm very experienced, I'm still quite shocked at other representatives who are clearly paying politics and clearly causing mischief and clearly trying to stop something good happening right. for political purposes. My whole question is, why would you be doing that? Why would you be yeah. here? Why would you bother? Yeah, it, it's a, a fascinating position that you're in. First off, a woman in politics, there's always a, a, a challenge. But to be in neither one of the big parties, you're neither fish nor flesh for a lot of people. And so you have no... Both sides, I hate you. <laughs> but that strips you of party alliance, so you only have the issues, because you don't have a team yep. backing you up. You've got your belief in what is the right thing to do. Yep. And so you're constantly outnumbered. So all you have is your truth and what you think is the best way forward. Mm. And um, you know what? As tough powerful. as that is. That's very powerful. I was about to say, that's not the worst position to be in because it might be tough, but it, it, at least it's honest. Mm. At least it's real. Mm. And I, I, I have seen MPs in the parties having to vote for things I know they don't support right. because they're part of the party. I, I couldn't do that. I'd like to ask you a question. Do you think women have to be tougher than men to be in politics? I think they do. And as an independent woman, not only have you got, I don't know if tough is the right word, or just strong. Okay. Um, and, and you've got to be whiter than white. You've got to be good, but you've got to be better. Yeah. Uh, and it is hard, and you are judged, uh, and you are put down. You know, during that, that US campaign when Hillary had had pneumonia and she tripped and, and the way they went on about it and I felt so, I had such, such sympathy for her because you, you do get sick, it's not the end of the world, you know, um, and, and, and you get sick because you work long hours and, yeah. 
and in, in public roles you meet an awful lot of people and you're shaking an awful lot of hands and you're in, in touch with an awful lot of germs and, and yet that gets picked up. It gets picked up if you're a woman much more than if you're, you're a man. You, the way you dress is picked up, the way you move, the things you do, it's all judged. Um, but I do think it, it is hard and, you know, particularly at the beginning when I was, and it's still too today that I'm so often in a room where it's, it's dominated by men, but I, I'm very pleased to say that it's not the case at the city of Sydney. You know, as a male, I, I don't have any trepidation of walking into a room and thinking, okay, what are they going to think about what I'm wearing? Will I be judged on my shoes? I well, walk that's in, the very opposite of a woman, I've well, got to say. Well, well that's <laughs> the thing. I, I don't have yeah. to have all this other stuff I've got to bring in with me to drain my energies of concentration. Where a woman, sadly, some of that comes with. And the stuff that you're, you're going for is contested. It's tough. And at the same time, you have no party alignment. So you're on your own. And you're a woman, often outnumbered uh, in a room. It seems to me, toughness is part of it, but strengthen your belief. Having done your research where you can prove every aspect of what you want to put across, that must inform how you get this stuff done. Because you are outnumbered kind of on all fronts, it seems to me, except at the ballot box, which is the wonderful irony of all of that. Well, I, I think that's right. I don't think it's a matter of, of, of talking tough. <laughs> Or looking tough. <laughs> I think it's a, it's a matter of of having a real belief in um, your point of view. You know, being um, well informed for the uh, the meeting you're at, having confidence and a belief in yourself. You know, knowing that you know in very many situations, women are much better at doing certain things than men. And knowing that and and having the confidence to do it, it it's not about the way you dress. It's really about women believing in themselves and, you know, having the confidence to play their part and take their role, their equal role in, in, in society with, with men. And, you know, perhaps it's been easier for me in some ways because I've been independent. I haven't right. had to go through that party hierarchy, right. which may very well influence and change. I think having to go through all those steps to be successful in a political party, and I think you lose a lot of integrity uh, in that process. Right. You know, for me, I haven't had to do that. And I have been able to, you know, be strong about, you know, what the community wants. Do you think men are changing their idea of what women are capable of? I think, I think, <laughs> I, I think men have a long way to go before they do that naturally. Yes, I me, mean, they it, should it, be. They, you know, yeah. you, they see girls performing in schools and performing often much better than the boys. You know, it just seems to be a societal thing. Um, and I think it's just through sheer performance that women will be able to prove it and do it. For me, it can't come soon enough. Um, so let me ask you something. What do you admire in other people? And how does it inform what you do? I admire people who are effective, who honour commitments. I admire people that who have a, a humanitarian concern. Um, I admire someone like Angela Merkel very much. Um, you know the way she stood up for um, for refugees. Yeah. I, I admire people who 
who who take a stand and 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 act on principle, and uh, and and I, I, that's what I try to do. You know, I, I admire people who honour commitments. What would be your definition of tough? I think being tough is about doing the right thing. I think we all know in our heart what the right thing to do is, but. Um, you know, a whole lot of pressures can be brought to bear on you. And you can be offered and tempted and all sorts of things can happen, but knowing what the right thing to do is and doing it and having integrity at the moment of choice, I think that's about being tough. And I think it's, a, it's, it's about being tough when you do something and, and you know it's right and there's a whole lot of opposition that you know doesn't have a good basis, um, but it's, 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 it's convincing to others. Um, and, and you stand by your principles. I think standing by your principle is, is about being tough. And for me, toughness is about being honourable. That was Clover Moore, the Lord Mayor of Sydney. She's tough because she won't be bought or manipulated, but also because she openly says that after all these years, the criticism still hurts. Admitting that is what makes her toughest of all. I'm Henry Rollins, and this is Tough Conversations with Mercedes-Benz X-Class, the evolution of tough. Never before has a workhorse had so much style and sophistication. But don't let that fool you. It has all the performance and off-road capabilities you'd expect. Find out more and follow my journey at xclass.com.au. If this episode brought up any stuff for you, get in touch with Beyond Blue at beyondblue.org.au or in Australia on 1300 22 46 36. If you're in an emergency or at immediate risk of harm to yourself or others, please contact emergency services on triple zero.